All right, US Championship starting in a couple of days. It's been a long ride. Um, last year's US Championship was pretty rough on you. You went all the way to the playoffs. You made an incredible comeback to get to the playoffs, but fell short. Um, big US Championships right now, probably the strongest in history. We have Leveronian, who is uh, um, playing for the first time. We have Wesley, we have a lot of very strong players. Lanier, Sam. And in fact, it's the first time that we have 14 players. Yeah. Um, it, at it, least it, in recent years. I don't know about the entire history of the US Championship, but uh, but yeah, it's traditionally been 11 rounds and like Fisher's 11-0 run is famous, right? So uh, that became a tradition. I don't know how far back that stretches exactly, but yeah, 14 rounds. Um, uh, and sorry, 14, 14 uh, players, yeah? Uh, 13 rounds, yes. 13 rounds, 14 players. 14 players, yeah. So yeah, very long. I mean, it's kind of similar to Vikanze in that sense, uh, but it's a very unusual format for a tournament normally. Yeah, all the best players except for Hikaru. Hikaru decided to um, uh, decided not to play the U.S. Championship this year. Um, I'm not sure exactly why, but I guess he, you know, he doesn't feel it's so interesting for him. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, Wesley Levon, um, Lanier will be the top, uh, and, and myself will be the top four in the tournament. Uh, Sam Shankland and Sam Sevian, um, both 2,700 plus now. I think is is Sevian still twenty seven hundred plus? I think I think so. I think so. Yeah. But still, at least he's definitely like twenty. I know Hans is not twenty seven hundred anymore. I think he's twenty six ninety eight. Yeah, Hans, of course, will be an interesting addition. First time playing the U.S. Championship. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now he's he's also twenty seven hundred plus. No, he's not. Yeah, I mean, very close to it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he has been. Yeah, in live rating. His Twitter handle is still twenty four twenty seven zero four. Super Grandmaster. Yeah, I mean, okay, <laughs> he, he reached that level, so Hans will also be interesting. And yeah, there's a lot of uh, sort of newcomers, mm -hmm. um, like Christopher Yu. I haven't played the guy before in a classical game. I did play him once in a like very casual game when he was still a kid. Like very, I mean, he's still very young, but even younger, he was literally a child. And, um, and we just played a Blitz game. His father was there. It was at... Isle of Man, I forget which year it was, but uh, but he was a talented kid then, of course, not now he's actually an established grandmaster, a strong player. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Um, and yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting mix of established top players, newcomers, and those guys who are experienced, but not exactly top players, but uh, still have a lot of experience in this tournament and also against the best guys in the world. It's only been a couple of weeks since the Singfield Cup finished. Um... How did you uh, train for the U.S. Championship? How did your training routine look like? Well, I mean, there were other tournaments. There, there was the um, the Chess Nine Chess Nine Alexia yeah. and Chess Nine Sixty, and after that, there were some online uh, games. You know, there's this Chess Global Championship going on, and I played two matches, and I was uh, quite fortunate fortunate to win both matches. So I got to the final sixteen. And I'll be playing against Dmitry Andrekin to potentially qualify for the final eight, which is held live in Toronto. And I think we've spoken about that already mm -hmm. uh, on, on various episodes. So um, part of my um, part of the time I spent was on that and also the, the preparation for that somewhat and and general chess preparation, which I might which might come in use in the U.S. championship. Um, so yeah, that that's been most of it, and also some rest because I had 
quite a busy summer and it's good to get a little bit of rest before a tough tournament. Absolutely. And you mentioned Christopher Yu and uh, this mix of young talent, young up-and-coming talent, as well as a lot of uh, experience. Who do you see as your uh, biggest rival in this one or uh, toughest competitor? Well, I, I mean, it's a lot of the guys at the top are very similar in strength. I should mention that Wesley is the current uh, U.S. champion. He won last year. It was uh, an interesting, it was a slightly weird playoff because it was a three-way playoff and they had a, uh, an odd system to determine how that went. And uh, it was basically one-game mini-matches. Mm-hmm. So I played one game against Wesley and uh, I lost that. And then I beat Sam and he beat Sam. So the final standings based on that were Wesley first, I'm second, and Sam Sam Sevian is, uh, is third. Um, but after I lost the first game against Wesley, I didn't have a chance to come back. Even winning against Sam uh, in my second game, it didn't actually matter for me in terms of winning the tournament. So, so Wesley is the current champion, so of course he's the man to beat this year. But it looks like Levon, uh, Levon just won a match um, against Sam Sevian mm-hmm. in this chess global championship. It finished today. So he's, uh, he's probably riding high on, on those emotions. That's that's very very nice win for him because he qualifies for the final eight in Toronto. And that's a very big tournament. So he's probably very happy about that. I, I think that he'll be looking also to make a good performance in, uh, in the U.S. Championship. But who knows? There's a lot of wild cards. Uh, a lot of guys who could potentially... Uh, like we saw last year, yes. Uh, Savion was definitely an underdog. Nobody expected him to almost win the tournament, but he didn't make it to the playoff. And uh, I think it's un- very unpredictable. Who knows who it could be? Um, I mean, you, I mean, let's say Lanier, also super experienced. He hasn't come close, really, to winning a U.S. championship, but it could be his year. So there's a lot of guys like that who, who have a chance. So those definitely could be considered the favorites. Who would you uh, rank as, let's say, dark horses? Well, I think we got to say Hans is a dark, dark horse, right? I mean, the guy... Um, ignoring all the potential scandals, he has sometimes very good results and sometimes very bad results. So, if he has a if he has a very good result, then he definitely has a shot. Uh, so he would be my main dark horse contender, and I would say also like Shanklin, definitely. Um, he's one of the few players in the tournament who has won a U.S. championship and in a dominating fashion in 2018. So he already knows what it's like to to win a tournament like this. Um, to me, he always strikes me as like a very solid, steadfast player, well-prepared, very measured in his approach. And you would think that that doesn't necessarily lead to huge results. It leads to very consistent results. But sometimes he does have really big results. So so he's also a dark horse, I would say. How do you feel these big changes uh, going from 11 players, uh, 12 players, sorry, to 14? How do you feel these big changes will affect uh, your play? Uh, I don't think so much. I mean, I'm used to long tournaments. I just hope like it, what happened in the candidates, which was that I at some point I just ran out of nervous energy, uh, that that doesn't happen, that I can keep keep my energy levels up because that's going to that's gonna decide. But traditionally, I, I think I do tend to keep consistency in the late stages of tournaments. Uh, didn't happen in the candidates, uh, but I, I hope that, that here I'll be able to do it. And let's talk a bit uh, about the U.S. Women's Championship as well. Who do you see as the big favorite in that one? We have uh, Irina Krosh, obviously a time national champion who is 
definitely want to follow. We have uh, Begim Tohichonova, we have Tatev, we don't have Karissa Ip in this uh, year's event. Who do you see, uh, Jennifer Yu, of course, who do you see as one of uh, the favorites in that one? Actually, it seems like we always see a different winner in the women's event, right? Yeah. I mean, Irina is uh, the most successful player out of all the players there traditionally. I mean, she's uh, incredibly successful, not only in the US Championship, but in general, uh, in her career. So you would, you would say that she's the favorite, uh, but we always see a different winner. Like I remember Jennifer Yu one one year just won all her games pretty much. I don't even remember her exact score, but it was something like crazy, like ten out of 11. ten out of eleven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and um, yeah, we always see someone different. I remember one year there was an, a race between Nazi Pakidzi and Tatev, and it was only decided in the last uh, Tatev Abrahamian, and it was only decided in the last round. That was a race. Uh, so um, I don't know if like Nazi has the um, Let's say practice. Oh, right she now. doesn't. She because, plays one tournament a year. Yeah, she plays a US She's still very strong, but does she have the practice that's sometimes necessary to to win a tournament like this? I don't know. That'll be interesting, of course, to see someone who who is super strong and has won it before. But does she is she out of shape? Right, that's a question for her. Um, I think uh, Anna Zatonsky is playing right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, the most experienced player. A lot right? of experience. Yeah. Huge experience there. But she, I think, isn't she isn't showing her best results in in recent years compared to when she was, uh, when she was definitely, like top two in the U.S. Like undoubtedly, right now now it's there's a lot of up and coming young players and and it's a lot less clear. Uh, so who knows? I mean, there's a lot of people. Carissa would be, of course, a favorite, but I, I guess she has some university conflicts, or I don't know exactly, but uh, but for some reason she couldn't make it this year. Uh, and yeah, we see that a lot that like uh, players of, of her age who are in university, they're struggling to, especially to the first semester, that. especially the first semester, mm -hmm. because I think she's going to an Ivy League school mm -hmm. and the first semester is just uh, brutal. It's she really tough to, to, be to, to, yeah. to balance those two things. Yeah, because chess is so consuming and you can't, I mean, you can do it like you can study during a chess tournament, but it takes away from your chess and. Uh, yeah, it's difficult to perform well and also focus on, on study. So it would be interesting to see her play, but she's not making it this year. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's going to be a tough fight as well. Do you dare to give an official prediction? I'm not going to ask you about the U.S. championship, but about the U.S. Women's Championship. Ah, I don't know. I, I don't think I could give a prediction. Like, I'd probably err towards the side of safety and go with Irina if I had to. Um, you know, I like... I, I hope that Tatev uh, does well and potentially wins it um, because she's a personal friend and and she's been close to winning the U.S. championship but but narrowly missed out a few times. Uh, so I, I hope that she uh, she does well, but it's it's really tough. I mean, so many. It's not like in the past where there were a few of the women who were like heads and, head and shoulders above others. Now everyone's really good. Now it's really hard to say. I think another interesting thing about this uh, year's championship is that there's not going to be any spectators. Um, how is that going to uh, affect you, if at all? No, I mean, I'm used to it. Even I would say more used to it than not, because not even counting like the last few, the Sinfield Cup, the St. Louis Rapid Blitz, the Chess 9 LX, where we didn't have, but the last two years, two plus years now, very rarely have I seen spectators because of the whole pandemic situation. At some point it was just not allowed. And now it just seems to be less of a thing. Um, 
yeah, it, it was quite rare, quite rare to see spectators. So now I might even be a bit weirded out if there were people watching. Okay, now we don't have spectators for a different reason, of course, because the the club is under the chess club is under construction, and and we had to use a different venue and all that. So, not I don't think it's anything related to the uh, to the pandemic, but after two years of it, I'm just used to to playing with only the players and no one else in the room. Our players, arbiters, and that's it. Without giving us too much uh, insight into your preparation and uh, your ideas for this tournament, are you going to take more of a uh, an aggressive approach, trying to score early on? Are you going to try to keep a consistent, let's say, strategy throughout the event, given that it's such a long event and just score whenever given opportunities? How are you going to approach this tournament? Yeah, I, from my experience, there's no point coming with some sort of grand strat- strategy to an event like this or to any event, in fact, because things happen on the fly and you have to just adjust to circumstances. And also because it's a very long tournament, <clears throat> nothing is de- definitely nothing is decided in the first games. Um, you can't you can't view it as a whole. Like I, I have to win my first three games and then I can can keep solid and try to coast home. I mean, every game is important. No game is more important than another. You don't know who you'll play and when and with which with which color. And um, I think the most important thing is that comebacks are always possible. I think sometimes people underestimate that. We saw that, uh, I mean, I've seen that personally in my career, but we've especially seen that in the candidates this year. Um, well, it was a fight for second place, but still, Ding Liren, nobody thought he has a chance in the tournament after starting poorly, and then <clears throat> suddenly he's, he's getting second place and qualifying for a, for a world championship match. Of course, that's a little bit of an outlier because special circumstances, but looking back on my last year's championship, I at some point I lose, lose two games two games in a row. I'm minus one ha- midway through the tournament. Normally I would think, okay, the tournament's over. But <clears throat> I ended up winning three games, uh, going on plus two, very close to winning the tournament. If just one thing had changed in my last game against Sam or in the playoffs, the playoffs I was winning against Wesley, I ended up losing, but I was at some point clearly winning the game, then, yeah, I win the tournament, going coming back from minus one. So uh, comeback is always possible. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun one. First time, 14 players. Long event. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too.